Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks for joining me in another episode in our new Consistency 365 series. These aren't chronological, meaning they stand independently on their own. You certainly don't have to listen to them in order, but listening to the first one will kind of set some context for what we are doing with these. So if you haven't listened to one of 365, I recommend that. The whole purpose of these short mini-sodes I'm adding into the rotation is to bring our attention and our focus to the implementation of strategies for consistency because so often we just have these great intentions and we have these goals and sometimes even clear goals But that's a world away from taking action. And even taking action can be a world away from consistency. Taking action can be a world away from overcoming the common obstacles or excuses that you have, the resistance that you have. So what I wanted to share today in our time together is the process that I used just earlier today when I was thinking about the Easter holiday. So I am a Christian, we celebrate Easter. And even Christian holidays aside, growing up, holidays were about food for me. And honestly, to a large extent now, they're still very much about food. You know, like when we establish who's hosting the holiday, the next question is, what do we want to do? Like, are we redoing uh, ham? Are we doing turkey? Are we doing prime rib? Like, what are we doing? Who's taking care of what? There's very much a food-centric focus. Well, here's what went through my mind. So we're hosting Easter. It's just easier that way with the babies. And I have been really proud of my nutritional consistency lately. It was different when I was, uh, when the twins first came home, when the twins were in the NICU, I'm still proud of how I did then, but I've taken it to another level of consistency, say over the last four months, I've had zero sugar whatsoever. And um, in about four weeks, and beyond that, even beyond having no sugar, I've been eating really clean, very consistently as in no exception. So as I'm, as I'm thinking about Easter, the thought popped into my head Am I going to do that on Easter? Like, what's the plan? What? How am I approaching Easter? There have certainly been countless holidays in the past where, ah, uh, it's Easter. I'll pick it up after Easter. The challenge with that is often that that bleeds into a few days before Easter as the food starts to come into the house, and it bleeds into a few days after Easter when there's still Easter candy and leftovers and all of this kind of thing, and then it becomes a mental battle to get back to it and you sort of lose your rhythm and you lose your routine. And and more than that, it's just a week or so of being, for me, historically gluttonous that doesn't feel good. And I've certainly also had holidays where, like literally, I remember a specific holiday at my aunt's house where I brought a cooler and I brought my own food. And n- neither of those extremes 
feel good to me. But since I have been very consistent and I'd even say very disciplined, I'd I'd say strict is probably a, a reasonable word in the last few weeks. What's the deal for Easter? How am I thinking of it? And there is, of course, that thought of like, oh, it's Easter, whatever, just eat whatever's around. And there's the thought of keep doing what I've been doing and change nothing and say no to whatever indulgences or foods that are there that are not aligned with your goals. When I start thinking, oh, but it's Easter, you know, mom makes these cookies on Easter and I love mashed potatoes and we never have mashed potatoes, you know, like all of these thoughts. What helps me so much with consistency is to play the whole story and not just clips of it. What I mean by that is when I have thought about holidays, I don't know, for for many decades of my life, I would say, there was just this very abbreviated perspective on it, meaning I don't want to miss out. It's just this one day you know, just do whatever and get back to it on Monday. There's this abbreviated story of, I don't want to miss out on these things. These things aren't around that often. Like, oh man, you know, last year on Easter, my husband did a Bloody Mary bar. Like, do I really want to miss out on a Bloody Mary bar? We haven't done a Bloody Mary bar since last Easter. What I challenge myself to do is not just take those little clips that piece together so perfectly to say, yeah, do it. It's one day. You've been so good. You can just get back to it on Monday. One day doesn't make a difference. I tell myself the whole story. So that looks like this. I've been super consistent and it feels amazing. And now I'm thinking about if I want to take a break in that consistency for the sake of eating. And then I list out what those specific things are. I don't have to write this out, but like I have the conversation with myself mentally. I do think it's helpful if you have the time to write it down because writing things just recruits more of your brain power than when we have these conversations in our mind and it's easy to get distracted and drift away. So literally say, I'm considering stepping away from what I've been doing that is working, that feels really good, where I feel really energized so that I can have Bloody Marys, so that I can have biscuits and gravy, so that I can have mashed potatoes, so that I can have uh, my mom's cookies and, you know, I'll, I'll list it all out. Easter candy, yada, yada, yada. And then I'll really talk through in my mind the pros and the cons and who and how I want to be. The thing is, this is the conversation I'm having with myself. I don't want to be the kind of person that anytime there's a special occasion, I use it to go overboard. That's really important to me because, you know, it's not just Easter. We're going to an Easter egg hunt the day before Easter and there's going to be food and there's going to be this. So then do I have to have the same conversation then? Am I constantly reevaluating is this worth stepping away from the consistency that I've had that is so good for my goals, that is so good for my health, that is so good for my energy for the sake of, right, saying yes to a mimosa, saying yes to uh, Easter candy from CVS, saying no to energy, saying no to continued weight loss, saying no to waking up feeling really good about myself, Have the full conversation, have the full conversation because what doing that, and it took less than a minute for me to kind of think this through in my head and be very specific and be very complete in all the things. What I was very quickly able to see is 
it's not all or nothing, you know? Those aren't my only options. It's not, yeah, sure, take the day, eat whatever. I don't, I don't want to do that. That doesn't feel good. So what are my other options? Like what is really, really worth it? Is there a way to enjoy certain things that I want to enjoy and also feel really good about my body, feel really good about my choices, feel really good in my energy? How can I have both? And so for me, what that looks like is for sure a Bloody Mary, but I don't really care about mashed potatoes. I don't really care about the cookies. I certainly don't care about Easter candy. That's really not worth it for me. I would eat it and I would be like, this isn't even good chocolate. You know, this is just crap. Um, So that really is what it looks like for me. And even when I'm thinking about things like, okay, we're going to a party the day before. There's nothing there that I want to make another sort of compromise for. So what I came to just in that conversation of being very honest with myself about the whole situation and what I was really considering instead of just grabbing these convenient sound bites of like, oh, but it's Easter, no big deal. I've been so good. It's not going to make a big difference. What I was able to get to is at this party, status quo, business as usual, nothing there that I really want to focus on. I'll be with the kids. I'll focus on the kids. I'm not going to change anything in how I've been eating on Easter. Everything remains the same in terms of my consistency and my standards, but absolutely have a Bloody Mary. So my encouragement to you, whether it's Easter, whether it's holiday, date night, weekend, birthday party, whatever, get in the practice of telling yourself the whole story and all the considerations and all the options and what you're really thinking. If I say yes to this, I'm saying no to that. I'm considering doing this, even though it's at the expense of XYZ, really go through it and then make your decision from there. Some people feel like they need a lot more support with this, okay? For some of you, absolutely, this is a practice that you're going to take and run with it and you're going to use it and it's going to work for you and that's amazing. For other people, maybe you come to a point where you're like, I know, but I just don't do the work because I want to have the indulgences and I don't want to feel like I'm missing out. And I understand what you're saying, Elizabeth, but it just doesn't work for me. If you're in that camp, it could mean that you just need that next level of structure, that next level of coaching, and that next level of accountability. So you might be somebody who really benefits from the consistency course. So give it some thought. You know you. You know you better than I know you, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I know that it can be frustrating to hear these things, to understand them, and still not make that step to implementing. All right. We'll see you soon. Have a great day.